Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Bill. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker, also featuring Alex. Pop quiz, Hotshot, what's the best movie Robert Duvall has ever been in? Oh god, Gone uh, in 60 seconds, 60 this is what we ago. watched. So. <laughs> feels like a trap. <laughs> uh, as it turns out, this is... How many Nick Cage movies has this podcast made me watch? This movie is one of them. Not enough. <laughs> so... We're getting there. This is one of his straight There's roles. a character named the Sphinx. I know. <laughs> Played by Vinnie Jones. Speaking of the Sphinx, how did that riddle work out for you, Parker? Poorly. <laughs> so, do we have any news before we get going? I mean, guys, everyone's seen it. The trailer's taking the world by storm. Alex, Detective Pikachu, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I quit. I'm done. Right, I'll see you guys next week. Oh, thank God. Okay. Parker, I'll leave your seven movie. movies apiece in your mailbox. No. And I'm going to put the slow postage on it so you get it on Saturday. No. Oh, cool. <laughs> There's one thing I thrive under. It's a time limit. <laughs> Actually, well, I do my best work when I procrastinate. <laughs> Same. Look, all I know is it's a difficult time right now. It's nice seeing that Godzilla trailer knowing, huh, I just bought myself five months. Cool. We're going to make it, guys. We're going to make it till at least the end of May 2019. Something to live for, after, yeah. After that, all bets are off. But we also have to talk about uh, the, you know, that movie that you mentioned with the video game character. That's right, Sonic the Hedgehog. Look, this Look. is not a visual medium. I cannot put into words... How upsetting those giant, <laughs> thick blue calves are. They have rocked me to my core. I do not like them. I don't like his dead fucking eyes. We haven't even seen Jim Carrey's Robotnik, which is a thing that you forgot is in that movie. No, my Great, friends keep reminding you? me, because they're my friends. We sure do. I love having Honk friends. <laughs> Let me just open up the news here. Oh, Resident Evil reboot. Cool. Closing that. <laughs> Done. No more news. <laughs> Movies were a mistake. Let's talk about anything we else. We just got done with those. Literally last January. And I'm like, all right, well. Thanks for more. making 47 no, meters down. More of these horseshit Mila Jolovich movies, except without Mila Jolovich. Don't worry. She'll be in Paul W.S. Anderson's Monster Hunter. A real movie. I saw her real picture from. <laughs> I cannot wait to get through May and then just finally off myself. Sweet release. Free from the trappings of Dumbo and Aladdin. Just free across the ether. I wonder how much money Mortal Engines is going to lose. I heard it's I, real good, and that might be in my near I, future. I want to say it. I want it to be good, but that looks like... Uh, was it that Jupiter movie? 
It looks horrendous. I cannot wait to see it in theaters. You have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to make a day of it and see that in Spider-Man and just get real weird with it. <laughs> so I think I have an Alamo gift card around here, so. Oh, man. Might as well just make an afternoon out of it. Let's go see some cities with steampunk legs. Chris, <laughs> make sure to let us know when you have a free afternoon to go watch a movie. I'm sure you'll definitely be watching that. I, yeah. I mean, I can trust you guys, so. If there's one thing we do, it's forget. <laughs> one thing forget. <laughs> yeah, you guys are super forgetful. Anyway, uh, I watched 2016's Collateral Beauty. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot. <laughs> oh, man. I'm you so were excited. kidding about the forgetting thing? So excited you're leading off with that. It's so powerful. Let me know when you guys are done with your laughter. You guys have nope. a lot of garbage. I'm going to get some gummy bears just munch while he talks. <laughs> <laughs> Collateral I'm Beauty. Continue. I'm glad you guys are able to laugh about it. I think this is one of the most insulting movies I've ever seen in my life. It's so cool. It, this, this movie's kind of shameful. Uh, it's not just kind the fact of? that it's incredibly poorly written. Like, I... There's a scene where Ed Norton is, like, talking about holding his daughter. He's like, I didn't feel like I loved her. I felt like I had become love. I, <laughs> look. <laughs> whoever the screenwriter is should not be writing for the screen or writing. Yeah, when I look at Edward Norton and his fucking career, I think of becoming love. <laughs> fucking whatever. So, I don't know if you guys know this story. Well, you probably do. Uh, Will Smith in this movie has lost a daughter, and he's really sad, and he's mailing letters to the concepts of time, death, and love. And his friends see it, and are like, hey, let's mess with them and see if we can make some money. Wouldn't that be funny? So, uh, they get three actors to portray uh, love, death, and time. And I'll spoil it right now. Turns out those people are not actually people. Those actually are love, death, and time. But they keep up the charade for way too long. And turns out they also learn a little bit about themselves. <laughs> and they make all the money at the end. Because that's what's important. They don't actually give a shit about Will Smith in this movie. They really don't. If you've got a friend who's going through some trauma or something like that, please do not hire actors to go <laughs> fuck with your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Our dear friend Will Smith lost his daughter and is like grieving and like going into a psychotic episode. Let's fraud him out of the company. <laughs> Michael Pena, and he just dress up. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> now, Michael Pena is not the one who dresses up. He's the one who's oh, dying. Me. Oh and yeah, still wants to who build coughs his once on screens, which means he has cancer because that's how movies work. And he doesn't want to tell his family because it'll make his family sad. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Can you tell me who plays the three roles? Uh, one of them is Kira Knightley. Um, oh my god, thank she you. Play Guess who she plays. <laughs> oh, a young, attractive white woman. She has to be loved, because look at her. Thank of you. Of course. Uh, the old white lady is Death, who volunteers for it, just right off the bat, being like, yeah, I'm... I'm Dude, it. I've been volunteering for Death a lot oh, wait. recently. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Not old white lady. I think that was... I think that might have been the Dame Helen Mirren. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> uh, no one gives it what I would call a good performance in this, so this actually makes two movies I've seen with Will Smith where he gives a bad performance. The other one being After Earth, which was not his fault. Let me um, just roll through the IMDb here and... Dude, I choice selections for you. I'm including. I'm including Suicide Squad as not a bad performance. I, I wrote about how it's like it's weird how he has like some of the worst lines, but he's still like a pretty decent performer. 
But anyway, Man, like... Thank you, Will Smith. Were you the one I sent all of his upcoming movies to you? Because it is I don't think horrifying. <laughs> Buddy, give me one second here. Okay. Will, your blood will run cold when you hear what's in store for you. Do-do-do-do-do. All filmography. Actor. Upcoming. So we've got Bright 2. Suicide Squad no, 2. No, okay. I don't, bad Boys for Life. This, you know, bad I've Boys also been 4. Some trauma and, and the Genie in Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> How are we feeling today, Christopher? If I were Will Do Smith, you have I just lost a daughter. Write? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the worst part is uh, after after all of this is uh, towards the end of the movie, the twist is that he'd uh, been seeing this woman who had also lost her daughter. Turns out it was his estranged wife, and they were they divorced because they were sad that they lost their daughter, and they were pretending like they didn't know each other the entire time. For whose sake? The audience's sake. <laughs> Fuck you, movie. That's all the worst I've ever seen. So, uh, next up, I decided I'd get it out of the way early, in time, which I had wanted to see. Back when I was working at the theater with Josh, we had the poster up for it, and it was like, wait a minute, Amanda Seyfried? She was like one of my favorite parts of Mean Girls. Like, what what could possibly go wrong with this movie? And it's really not that bad. Uh, the idea is really, really good. The basic idea is it's like the dystopian future, and your, your lifeblood and your currency is time. Unfortunately, what this leads to is way too many time almost puns. It's like, oh, we have to save time. We have to... uh, It's just shit like that throughout the entire movie. But it's delivered completely straight. No one ever really makes a joke out of it. So it's like, this is really more of a pun, but it doesn't really work. And the other thing is that, like, the story itself is not very good. So, like, if you're going to... You have your, like, your time. It's like a numbers on your wrist or something like that. Kind of like the Holocaust. Anyway, so you pay for that, like, as you go. And, uh... (laughs) And, like... Swerve. Unfortunately... It's all about the idea is paying with time. So they kind of make it like one of those, oh, capitalism is bad, which I've never seen in a movie before. So this is really innovative. And uh, it's it's all about dismantling the system. It's like, yeah, we should all have equal amounts of time and stuff like that. And people are like, no, you'll dismantle the system. And stuff. It, it doesn't, you have to do something a little bit bigger than this if you have a concept like this. I, I feel like they just didn't go far enough, which is a shame because I like the director. The director is a guy who uh, wrote The Truman Show, which I happen to really like that movie, or at least I did when I saw it so i don't know I'd, I'd give him a do-over i don't know what his other movies are and i don't care to check i also watched point break yeah the bad oh, yeah, one what do you think but oh. so <laughs> it's uh let me tell you something i actually have not seen the original uh which fucking what i know it's an emergency hey guess what we're doing next week spoilers <laughs> it's point break i actually am dumbfounded that you haven't seen the original I don't know, I just, I haven't got around to it. So this one, if it's anything like this, then... You've seen like 800 movies from the 40s. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Alright, All right. that's fine. Yeah. And then so... they put on African tribal masks and dance <laughs> no, around the museum. <laughs> wait, so you... It's tasteful. <laughs> wait a second, Parker, you see the Point Break remake too? <laughs> <laughs> this uh yeah <laughs> this you know me this movie uh it's it's more just not very good it doesn't really offend anyone it's i assume it's much worse than the original which uh i hear good things about the original so you know uh in this they don't just surf in fact surfing is a very very small part of the movie this is more about extreme sports in which you <laughs> don't really care about the actors or the stuntmen all you care about is the uh 
is the locales, which, by the way, look very, very nice. Some very, very good photography on them, but you don't care about anything that's going on. And I have to tell you, the wingsuits look like those, uh, it's like the giant suits from that episode of Doug that everyone was posting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm in. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's it's really stupid because the idea here is that they're stealing all this money to honor this ancient Japanese guy who is the king of extreme sports. And <laughs> Excuse me? You don't get to just roll over that sentence. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> he came up with these eight challenges. Uh, for mankind, which some of them you can only do like once every 10 years because it's certain like wave swell or something. And no one knows what the eighth challenge is. I was paying attention to the movie and I still don't know what the eighth challenge was. <laughs> anyway, here's the thing. Like, remember, I read up a little bit about the original movie and apparently them being like uh, bank robbers, it's, it's sort of like, yeah, it's sort of in the background, but at some point you sort of stop caring. In this, they rob maybe two banks and it's really like the most background thing. The FBI should not be investigating them. It should be like a local crime or something. <laughs> in fact, they have to rob a second bank just to remind you, yes, we are still the bad guys. <laughs> so I would not recommend Point Break. Then I watched The Mummy. Uh, here I've been working <laughs> on my impression of uh, yes. Russell Crowe. Uh, let me do this. <clears throat> Oi! That was my impression of Russell Crowe. Uh, uh, wait, wait, which one though? Yeah, <laughs> both. <laughs> like in a vacuum, like all right. So Russell Crowe is this giant man who just goes ape shit and starts beating people. It's like all right, well, I'll I'll see your hand movie. What do you got? <laughs> and then this oh, happens. Okay. So apparently, I... apparently Tom Cruise had a heavy hand in what ruined this movie, like changing the pacing and stuff like that, but I'm not about to criticize him because he's really pretty. Now, here's my thing about this. The movie starts with the title screen says in big capital letters, Dark Universe. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> it's incredible. They fucking called their shot. They pointed to the outfield and then put out this movie. <laughs> this home runs for you, Jimmy, who can't walk. Anyway, you cannot... Here's my rule, okay? This, you know, like I always say, you guys, you can't name your movie part of the dark universe when the sexy mummy lady gives uh, Tom Cruise a little tickle tickle. <laughs> so she legitimately straddles him and starts tickling his ribs, and he giggles like a schoolgirl. This is I part mean, of the dark universe. <laughs> Did you like the part where the movie just stopped for a half hour? Like, hello, so we got a bunch of monster stuff in my lab here. I, <laughs> so fucking cool. That was actually my favorite part of the movie. That was the only part yeah, I like. I would have watched two and a half hours. You're just like peeking I, over the screen like, oh, that looks interesting. Can so we go over there? Oh, no, we're just going to do American Werewolf in London with the guy from New Girl again? Oh, yeah, all right, movie. See, cool. See, that, that was my favorite God, part because A, it was less mindless action, and B, it kind of reminded me of Van Helsing. I won't say whether it was in a good way, but... Hey, Chris, Honestly, what genre would you put this movie in? I dare you to pick one. I would not put it in horror because this movie's not scary. Oh, so it was a thriller. Yeah, well, I said it's not horror. Horror and thriller are basically the same. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tato, like, I, I feel like the worst thing about this movie, because like, when I first saw it, I walked out and like, yeah, it was fine. And then within 20 minutes, I was like, wait, never mind. That was garbage. <laughs> but like most of the performances in this movie are actually pretty good. They're, with the they're fine. Very large, glaring exception of Jake Johnson, who is <laughs> insufferable. 
he keeps coming back and i'm not really sure again like you said it's american werewolf in london they keep doing this for some reason i i just i wish cordy b vance was in everything (laughs) i want him to be in every movie yeah my favorite part is like the whole airplane sequence it looks like shit and then you would learn afterwards. No, they actually did that like a hundred times. <laughs> and it looks yeah, they worked terrible. really hard on that. That's the end product. Good I'm job. really sad about it, you know? Can but, Tom um, Cruise have fit in a movie less? That's. I mean, that's a good point, too. Hi. I'm late 20s, early 30s, suave, bad guy. Tom Cruise. But here's one of the things I really didn't like is... The movie treats you like you're really, really stupid. It keeps Buddy. flashing oh, back. Chris. It keeps going hey, back Chris. like, hey, this is what happened. Idiot. You want to know what a movie made for Chinese audiences looks like? I think hey, I can in show case, you one. Uh, in case you forgot, uh, here's a flashback. <laughs> yep, uh, she stabbed him, and now she has mummy. All right, back to the action. Yeah. For and... those just joining us, <laughs> back in ancient Egypt... Oh, that reminds me. My my file that I downloaded was uh, hard coded with Russian subs, so it was a little oh, bit yeah. difficult to read the Egyptian dialogue. But uh, I feel like I wasn't missing much. Yeah, I'm sure you're fine. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys, not to interrupt, but I just freaked out because I just saw it while scrolling through IMDb. Do you guys know who the voice actor was in the uh, the Rugrats Wild Thornberry's crossover movie for Spike? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Can I can I try this one? Frank Welker. I yes. have a guess. Frank Welker. No. Wow, who? Bruce Willis. Bruce <laughs> Willis. Oh, That's I feel like I should have known that. Deep in my brain. <laughs> oh, man. question. Why are you on that IMDb page, Alex? Don't Wait, worry about it. Uh, answer to that question. Do you really need to ask? <laughs> anyway, um, my final thing I about love this. Puzzles. <laughs> I love puzzles. <laughs> I, 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 I just want to talk about uh, one last thing here. So we did an episode on The Mummy, the good version, and... It's better than this uh, iteration of The Mummy in every single way. The original Mummy, 1999, not the 1932. Even I don't like that one. The 1999 version is so much scarier than this movie. Like, this is supposed to be a horror... Because it's part of the horror dark universe. The original Mummy is so much scarier than this. It's actually frightening at times. Even if you're, like, you're an adult, it's like, wait, that's actually scary. This one, what's scary about it? There's nothing scary about it. There's nothing at all. And the original is a lot funnier. This one tries to tell jokes at a couple points. Oh what God. is up with calling Tom Cruise a half-minute man? I'm kind of sick. Like, <laughs> why did you do that twice? Haha, <laughs> we hung out once. He came super fast, but I love him now. And also, there's mummies. Don't worry about it. <laughs> China, you guys will love this. And it's not even a very good adventure. Like, remember how the mummy worked as, like, an adventure? It was one of the... I think, Parker, you actually said this. It was one of the last great adventure movies. It's like, you Correct. don't see a lot of movies where they actually go out and do something. like Unless you include, yeah. like, I guess... You don't see uh, that jackass old guy pilot or any character even slightly <laughs> resembling him in this movie. Which is a shame. I love that guy. Winston, bring him back. Anyway, uh... I, I cannot recommend The Mummy to anyone unless you're Chinese, in which case, I guess you've already seen it. Thanks, um, guys. Watch the Russell Crowe scenes on YouTube. It's so it's worth so it. Good. Like, if you don't know what you're in for, you will belly laugh when it happens. Cause it's, I w- okay, that's a good point. <laughs> fuck, yeah. man. As soon as he said what his name was, I'm not even going to spoil it on the podcast, but as soon as he said what his name was, I was like, oh my god. I can't believe you guys kept that a secret from me for how many it's... months. Like, the movie's horrendous, but being able to enjoy that scene without it being ruined for me is, you know what, that's worth the 90 minutes I spent. I'll take that trade off. It really is. I'll never fucking forget that scene. Okay. 
Next. I, 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 I do remember when I saw that movie, one last thing here. Go ahead. Because <laughs> I, I remember the the strongest feeling I had coming out of that theater an hour later was, man, I really want to rewatch LXG. Do not rewatch LXG. <laughs> I, Yo. I don't think I have a choice. He's been threatening <laughs> me with it for like a year and a half now. <laughs> My Dude. dad's favorite movie. <laughs> Dude. It's Do in not the pop field pantheon. You might be like, oh, I love this character. I'm sure he was good in this Sean Connery movie that definitely didn't cause him to quit acting. <laughs> <laughs> About that, guys. <laughs> hey, just a roundabout question. How many hours are in Chris's bank? Um, survey says... Is it more than an hour and a half? It is more than an hour and a cool, half. Cool, 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 cool. Chris, what else did you watch? Uh, I watched different. Hardcore Henry. Uh, oh, that's right, you did! How, how'd that treat you? I actually liked it. Um, I, really? Yeah, so here's the thing. It's probably the fact that I watched it on a smaller screen. I think if you watched this in theaters, you'd probably throw up. But the fact that I watched it on like a little laptop screen... I, I was kind of hooked. I thought it was like a pretty decent sci-fi story. It was it was actually pretty funny. There was one scene in there that cracked me up. So Henry, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, but I have to describe it. Uh, Henry is on a bus and uh, he gets <laughs> lit on fire and he he exits the bus because he's on fire and the rest of the bus is on fire and he steals some guy's water bottle and squirts it on himself to put out the fire. They look behind him. The entire bus is in flames and you just see this little water bottle come from off screen and he just throws it and just bounces off the bus. I was laughing so hard. That slapstick done better than I could imagine. (laughs) I remember enjoying it but feeling like it was filmed in order and they just ran out of money in the last half hour and they're like, fuck it, I don't know, man. Just put it out. It's fine. I mean, I remember the entire climax on GoPros. Horrible. I remember enjoying it more than I thought I would, but it's been it, a I, long time. I thought it. Here's the thing: is I thought it was going to be like really, really good. I actually staked a lot of money on it being like really good. Turns out it was like people were like, oh, it kind of made me sick. But I, I don't know. I thought it. Uh, I thought it worked for the most part. Um, I, I really liked uh, Tim Roth in this. He was having a good time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you, you've come up with a phrase. I like to think you invented it, Parker. Uh, when you Probably described not. Mike Myers as Skeeton and Boppin in Cat. Just <laughs> Tim Roth. No one has ever skeeted nor bopped more in a movie than Tim Roth in this. And uh, oh, I never remember the other guy, but he's got like so many costume changes in the span of seconds. And it was just one of those things where I was just like, I don't even know what they're going to do next. It was actually kind of entertaining. Unfortunately, it does kind of feel like a video game, especially in some parts where it's just way too video game-ish. And the story gets a little bit confusing considering all the action that's on screen from your perspective but it's not a bad movie uh not as bad as the night comes for us which is like just awful so my biggest That's problem fine. Here... cool whatever <laughs> okay so here's my thing about the night comes for us uh it's not bad however i have a few uh complaints it's from the same guy who uh was in the raid and the raid 2 which are both stellar action movies and i highly recommend them and, and then you know whatever this thing um and I'm not saying it was too violent, but the violence, A, has to be a little bit more controlled, and B, there ought to be a little bit more of a point to it, I think. Like, in the raid, I understand... Disagree. I, I don't know. I feel like in this movie, it almost feels like violence for violence's sake. What happened to the girl at the end? I completely missed it. 
don't give a shit. See, the, well, I mean, I, I, okay, here's the thing. I understand that the director is basically trying to make her out to be a MacGuffin or something, but even a MacGuffin will have some sort of point to inspire someone to, to motivate someone to do something. In this, she's nothing. She, she, she might as well be made out of plaster. And, and that kind of bothers me. And the other thing is that at this point, the violence gets super unrealistic. At this point, I, like the raid, I could sort of buy to an extent. The raid 2, I could sort of buy to an extent. This one, when that woman rips her own finger off and has no change of expression whatsoever, yeah, look, she does. I, look, come on. We watched this movie for very different reasons, it would appear. But that's fine. Movies I mean, it was kind of forced upon me, but... Look, I, I don't think that this movie exactly. is bad. In fact, I, in fact, I'm giving it a tentative recommendation. The action in this is well done, and I like the fight choreography and everything, but I think the fight choreography was a lot better done in The Raid and The Raid 2. And the story in this one, it's, it's essentially worthless. Also, what was up with the... Were they trying to play like the lesbian thing as like a gag or something? Was that supposed to be funny? I couldn't really tell. Look, I'm not going to try and interpret other cultures' humor, because it's, it's okay just going to end with you doing a lot of editing. <laughs> I'm sure it'll all be very tasteful. Well, always. My, I think. Look, I, I guess I can recommend it, but there are other things that you could watch that are also better, such as Parker. What did you watch? Already, cheapers. Yeah. Well, speaking of better movies, how about we just start how my week started? Yeah. Ghost Dad. <laughs> so that's You're a so movie I didn't know yourself. existed. <laughs> and then he sent it to me, and then I watched it, and I have almost no memory of it. <laughs> you might say the movie was a ghost at all along. <laughs> I know I'm going to regret this. Hey, Chris, where'd you hear about this movie? Uh, it's not important. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> I would like to know where you heard about this movie. <laughs> It's a nostalgia critic. Uh, Wired. (laughs) (laughs) Look, at some point, I was kind of pressed for time. You had just assigned me a bunch of stuff via the Time Wizard. (laughs) So I went to the Wikipedia for the nostalgia critic episodes. I was like, which which of these looks bad? I saw Ghost Dad. It had Dad. And uh, and I was just like, oh, wouldn't that be funny? Parker, is the movie very funny? (laughs) Look, I know you were mad that I kept talking shit about 300 and the weird sexual assaults. You're like, I'll show him. Here's 90 minutes of a sex criminal. As a ghost dad, so thank you so much. <laughs> I was—I thought you were going to say that he was boring. a sex criminal in the movie. I was like, does that happen? Oh God, I wish. It'd be something <laughs> happening. The only thing I wrote down of notice was about an hour in, where I looked up and went, "Is that Bobby from Twin Peaks?" And yeah. Then ghost Bill Cosby went to the phone and yelled at him. I was like, "All right, well, that's cool." <laughs> Just fucking emerge like some Toon World horseshit. I'm just like, imagining like Bill Cosby's sex crimes being like hidden in the movie somewhere, like where it says "sex in the grass," the Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the Mike Tyson mystery show. It's Bill well, Cosby's sex crimes. Parker's the one who says he wanted it to happen. So I wanted anything to happen, literally anything, other than Ghost Bill Cosby be like, "Oh, don't worry, kids. I wish I spent more time with you. I love you." Like, okay. Yeah, not good, as it turns out. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Nothing to say about it. So, Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. He's fat. It's pretty funny, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fat people are funny. So, the next thing I watch... No. 
I mean, that's the entire movie. <laughs> There's nothing to it whatsoever. The you had one more thing to that... say about it than Ghost Dad. No. The one thing that made me laugh that wasn't the movie doing anything on purpose. So you know all these movies... It's the fat, schlubby main character, and then there's the girl he he loves, but she has this huge asshole boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in this movie, the asshole boyfriend is the guy from the League who lied about being there on 9-11. <laughs> so on that <laughs> level, I had a fantastic time. <laughs> <laughs> Not to the movie's credit whatsoever. <laughs> it's, like, I don't, what can I say about Paul Blart? Like, yeah, he's fat. And it's really funny because he's fat, and then he he started punching a fat lady. Look at these two fat fucking slobs fight each other. Isn't that funny? For ninety goddamn minutes, Chris. I'm sorry. It wasn't I didn't assign it. I forgot. It was you cackling back there, knowing what you did, with no repercussions whatsoever. Careful, buddy. There's a sequel. I know. Oh no! You've never assigned me a sequel. Not a tale of one nor two kitties have been in my fucking past. Some might call it a squeakle. Yeah. Can't wait to be fucking shipwrecked. Just wait for the playoffs, buddy. I'm sure you'll get me back. Yeah, my luck's been so good so far. Why wouldn't it change? The only thing about Paul Blart is there's another movie that came out about the same time called Observe and Report with Seth Rogen in it. That is, that came out a decade too early because the whole movie is just this fucking fat sociopath white dude who just desperately wants to be a cop for all of the wrong reasons. And it's real fucking good. It's Wait, real what are the dark. Right reasons and... to be a cop. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris, what are they? Yeah. <laughs> You can open that can of worms, buddy. The police <laughs> office here. <laughs> like, Chris, is your brother listening to this podcast? <laughs> not at the academy, he's not. <laughs> if if, if he is listening to the podcast at the academy and all the other recruits are listening, what up? Please don't give me a ticket. Oh my god, he's going to get so many police swirlies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, your brother doesn't think blue lives matter, huh? <laughs> We had to haze him with mace. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! Looks like that woman over there with the baby. All the fucking dogs again. (laughs) So Parker, what's that? We forgot the fat Velcro suit. Oh no! Wonder what's gonna happen. Hey, Chris's brother, what's that restaurant you love with all that goofy shit on the wall and mozzarella sticks? So, Parker, uh, physical <laughs> challenge. Would you rather uh, go through tear gas or hear this song again? Oh, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> I'll take the tear gas. I'm ready to die. There's three more of those fucking movies, dude. I live in constant terror. I paid a buck twenty-nine for that song just for that video. <laughs> I mean, that's on you. I, Anything I, I could have used that money to buy Reese's. <laughs> <sighs> okay, let's just get to the movie I know you want to talk about. Chris, do you just want to repeat your Freddy Got Fingered segment for me? <laughs> I know you're excited to talk about it again. Not, no, look, I... Tell you what, I'll, one final thing, I guess, about Freddy Got Fingered, I don't want to dominate too much here, <laughs> is after I saw it, I was like 
you know, bloviating about on the last podcast, I was like, I should watch a little bit of the Tom Green show. And here's the thing. The Tom Green show is a little bit hit or miss for me. When it hits, though, oh, it hits so hard. The dead bird sketch was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> hey, everyone, Lori's got a dead bird. <laughs> oh, if Lori left her dead bird outside the bank. We're going to go bring it in and give it to her. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Uh, I don't really like this stuff with his parents, though, because I, I don't know. I, I don't think it, it really done for me. so much better on Viva La Bam. I probably, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot about the time they just had a dude in a gorilla suit scare Bam's parents. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, if I hadn't have had to watch all this garbage, there's a good chance after Freddy got fingered, I would have watched at least two Jackass movies. Because that's, that's all I wanted to watch after this. But alas, I got to watch <laughs> A Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> No, I'll go back to Freddy Got Finger real quick. No, I, I, mean, like, I didn't like it as much as you, obviously, because you adore it and can't stop speaking it. <laughs> but I did appreciate it from the angle of just imagining some seven-year-old white dude in a suit watching Tom Green jack off a horse and be like, so the kids like this, right? Like, this this is going to make a lot of money, right? And it's like, fuck yeah, dude. Surefire it. Cool, here's a million dollars. So here's my hot take on that scene. I think that was a studio note saying, no, it has to be even wackier and more disgusting. And Tom Green had, because that's why it happens with no explanation. And that's like towards the end where the kid gets obliterated by the airplane. The blood sprays all over everyone. And you hear him say, I'm okay, which actually makes it worse. That movie was going to be rated uh, X until they uh, said that that kid was alive. <laughs> the kid getting murdered by a biplane. <laughs> <laughs> was it the same one Chris Pine got into? It's pretty fucking good. <laughs> Speaking of Chris Pine, I guess I will talk about a wrinkle in time, buddy. Okay, so here's the thing. I remember the trailers for it and being like, wait, this, this looks like shit. But then it came out, and all of the conversations around it were so fucking gross. Because everything was like, oh, wow, look. He gave this big budget $100 million movie to a black woman and it fucking bombed. It's like, well, first of all, Black Panther was still number one. It would still be number one for like another month. And instead of the conversation <laughs> be like, hey, isn't this cool? Like a black guy and a black woman have the number one and two movies in the world. It's, it's fucking broad. It gave her all this fucking money. And look what fucking happens. So it's almost like Ghostbusters where you just want to like it out of spite because fuck those people. But man, it's real bad. It's it's just kind of a fucking mess. Like, it's inter- nice to look at. Like, it's really bright. There's a lot of shit going on. But the script is just such a fucking mess. Like, you look down for a second. You look back up like, I looked at my girlfriend like, what the fuck happened? I just took a bite. She's like, oh, uh... So Reese Witherspoon turned into this giant plant thing that could fly, and now they're flying over here. I was like, all right, well, fuck it. I, I give up. Whatever you say, movie. What, say, I mean, what so did, what did he call the main character again? <sighs> okay, so here's the, here's the thing. <laughs> so, as you're aware, the uh, lead character is a very nice young African-American lady. And her dad, Chris Pine, her pet name for her, is Meglet. And it made me so uncomfortable every single time he said it. Like, 
Uh, my skin crawled. By the way, not enough Chris Pine. Don't advertise me Chris Pine and go, oh, spoilers, they're trying to find him. You won't see him till the last 20 minutes. I want Chris Pine in my movie. Like, I don't know, man. Like, when you look up and see the giant fucking Oprah in the sky, he's like, oh, okay, this is this movie's not made for me. Like, it's a mess. I will never watch it again, but it has a nice message for kids. Like, I don't, I don't want to be a dick about it. Like, it's clearly meant for young kids to give them, like, inspiration and hope, and I'm just some fat dude eating Taco Bell going, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> but, like, you, you could tell, like, this could have been, like, the kids' movie of this generation. Like, this could have been fucking huge. It's just... Man. It is a disjointed fucking mess. There's a possibility that maybe it just doesn't translate well to the screen. For what I've heard, like, they changed a whole bunch of the second half, but I don't read books because oh. I'm not a coward, so I couldn't tell you. But it sure felt like, huh, how did we get here? Why is Zach Galifianakis doing wacky things? How did we get here? Oh, God. Is that he Michael Pena a... again? What kind of facial hair is he wearing? Where are we now? Oh, bunch of CGI stuff. All right. Can't tell what any of this is. Don't know what these words mean. Bunch of made-up words to go into made-up lands, and I... Look, it's not Lord of the Rings. I'm not gonna fucking sit there and take notes for what means what in a wrinkle in time, I'm sorry. So after that, let's get some Christmas spirit, folks. Oh, yes. Let's watch Kurt Russell as Santa Claus in the Christmas Chronicles. <laughs> a movie I was initially excited for. Look, you know, I'm not a huge Christmas guy. Like, you know that about me. In the subgenre of, guys, X and Y happened, therefore we have to save Christmas, this is probably one of the better ones. Like, I haven't seen enough of them to know, but I'm willing to bet you put this against any of those fucking Hallmark movies in its Citizen Kane. I had a pretty good time with it. I can't imagine ever watching it any time outside of December. But, you know, for a Christmas movie, it's pretty good. Wait a second. You texted me that at one point, Kurt Russell as Santa Claus <laughs> says fake news. And right there, yeah, that's I was like, I guess I can't happens. watch it. But it also has Kurt Russell yelling in Elvish at Reindeer. So, you know. Oh. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta <laughs> take what you can get. Bad, yeah. <laughs> to quote uh, Alex's favorite movie, just... The Godfather Part 3, just when I thought it was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of just yelling in Elvish loudly. <laughs> Good. There is a not insignificant part of this movie that's Kurt Russell, Santa Claus, running from the cops in a sports car. <laughs> so, like, you can do worse. So, uh, one of the things I've read about the reviews is that Kurt Russell might be the hottest Santa Claus who ever lived. He is a daddy. He is a pog. He is a fucking nasty slut. Is he a snack? Now, now can, I want to look this up. He can come hottest down my chimney Santa. and make me shake like a big fat bowl full of jelly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking eat my cookies oh i shouldn't have googled this this is all porn my bad Oops. Yeah, that's what i'm talking about uh, this will sound like an insult but chris i think you'll really like it i no, i'll, I'll check it out i'm probably gonna end up seeing this so i'm glad you were my guinea pig <laughs> look anything that i can suggest to watch that isn't elf over christmas with the family i'll take it yeah that's oh thank god you're doing fine here you're doing absolutely fine your family really watches elf really Every single year. 
Oh, I am. So I don't think I've ever gotten through it once. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When they put Elf on every year, I'm like, oh shit, look at the time. I gotta go get ready for work, guys. Take it easy. <laughs> I every year, I leave care. 20 minutes of the Elf. I can't do it. Uh, I'm so they can start Elf at 5:30. I'm like, guys, you know, I'm really tired. Like, I guess we'll see you next holiday. I don't know what my <laughs> least favorite thing about Elf is. It's probably Zoe Deschanel. There's a lot. My least favorite thing about Elf is. You've seen it like 17 times. Screaming Will Ferrell for an hour and a half. <laughs> hey, you know the, the Will Ferrell bit that kids really like? The one where he yells really loud? What if we made a whole movie out of that? How, how about we take Bob Newhart, one of the most famous comedians of all time, and make him really boring? <laughs> Parker, have you seen Elf? He said he's well, never been able to make it through the entire it's thing. It's been a long time. My only memory of it is one of those classes where it's like, all right, well, it's December, and we already took our final. Class? But but here, no, but it's like, here we are. <laughs> you took your test already, but we're still here for another day. Oh, yeah, one of those. Watch yeah. half of Elf before we that, leave and never finish it. That is the reason that I've seen Christmas Vacation four times. Oh. <laughs> That's how I saw Ocean's Eleven for the first time. God bless. That's how I initially saw Airplane. Uh, shout I'll out to Public for- Select, oh, showing never- boobs on screen. <laughs> I'll never forget my uh, my sophomore year of high school. Our uh, Spanish teacher was pregnant, so she was in and out a lot. And she left the same movie with two different substitutes within a week of each other. And we're just like, yo, we're just not going to tell her. So we watched <laughs> that fucking Matthew Perry uh, um, uh, Selma Hayek movie twice in the same week. That's unacceptable. <laughs> That explains a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like, yo, we already saw this. No, no, guys, shut up. She's got, she's making us do work. Like, <laughs> I don't remember what it was fucking called. I just remember Matthew Perry got yelled at by Spanish people a lot. God, that is... Oh, like, that the sit is the Matthew Perry Selma Hayek movie. Just <laughs> sent me into a fucking time machine. <laughs> <laughs> well... Oh, Chris, by the way, the, buddy, go ahead. Sorry, I, I watched some more King of the Hill because I kind of needed that for like comfort food, you know. And I watched the episode that has Ryan Philippe in it. So the, the entire time, oh, I was our like, boy. Wait, where do I know that voice? It's our boy back again. Official <laughs> podcast mascot, <laughs> dude. He would do it too. The frosted tips and should... everything. Next time he does a direct to DVD movie, we should reach out to him. We're unironically your biggest fans. I know I know he didn't actually play this character, but in my head he's still good Burger Kurt. <laughs> yeah, I mean he, he might as well be. Is, yeah. What if we just asked him good burger questions for like forty five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you'll get your plug. Just answer me for the last time. Is the grinder real or a metaphor of some sort? <laughs> some sort of metaphor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know your charity is really nice and everything. So the secret sauce. So did you sell the, the the PEDs that you put into Mondo Burgers to Barry Bonds? <laughs> Asking for a friend. Oh man, that's the end. Sir, game do here. you feel slighted that Shaq didn't go to your restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir, did you visit Sinbad's house and did he make you his bitch? <laughs> <laughs> this is my man, Ryan Philippe, <laughs> Matchbox 20, sing him a song. <laughs> okay, I have two left, I'll power through here. Chris, here's the funny thing about your name, is I only cried a little bit, so therefore, <sighs> you lose. It didn't Damn. emotionally shatter me. 
I'm doing fine. I totally have not had just very rough nights of sleep since I saw it just tossing and turning with my own thoughts and regrets on my life. This I'm is... doing fine. <laughs> I thought maybe... it was dumb, actually. <laughs> the only movie that I'll ever say this about. Because I was really happy I saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. But man, I, I kind of hate that I saw it in a room with like four extremely male fat anime nerds. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, I wasn't sitting near any of them. I couldn't hear or smell them. But it probably took me like 5% out of it because I was like sitting there like during these emotional moments like, yeah, I wonder what dumbass noises these fat shitheads are going to make. Like residual shame. <laughs> trying to like talk yourself out of getting upset like, it's fine, yeah. I bet these fucking losers are yeah. like, oh, baby. But it's also fine. one of the promo pictures for this movie is my computer background. So I, yeah. that, yeah. That says everything that needs to be said about it. God, I saw it so at the uh, Angelica Mosaic Theater here in Virginia, and as soon as it was done, I went right up to uh, the ticket booth. It was like another, just went right back in. <laughs> I need, I need to keep feeling things. I, as soon as it was done, I was like, yeah, I, I got to do this again. And then I went out the next it, week and the week after that. I, I th- <laughs> unfortunately, my my theater was mostly empty when I saw it. Like, after the last like, three months of just piling garbage on each other, just be like, oh no, I'm feeling things. Oh no. This isn't supposed to happen. They're gonna know. They're gonna find out I cried. <laughs> the They're fat man's supposed to roll around on the Segway, and then he's supposed to jack <laughs> off the horse. Why am I feeling sad? I was I was really hoping you weren't gonna watch this back-to-back with Freddy Got Fingered. That would have been, uh... <laughs> I would not be here right now. If you had watched Freddy Got Fingered right before this, like, immediately before it, I don't think he would have cried. I think he would have been I like, yeah. I don't but... think I would have been able to process either of them on their own. They would be forever linked in my head. <laughs> very, very different movies. But they're both really good. What else did you watch? The last thing I watched was like an hour before we started recording, which is Beyond the Black Rainbow. Alex, you will hate this movie. Do not ever watch it. You're fine. Okay. As much as you had problems with Mandy, imagine Mandy, but without the second half of it. Ooh. Oh. oh. You would absolutely despise it. I'm sorry. (laughs) I think I watched it in the perfect mindset where I'm just fucking exhausted and like, I can feel the sickness coming on from just fucking sneezing coughing kids all day at work i had to go in three hours early today so i'm just half awake anyways just going in and out of it looking up like just a bunch of weird colors and loud synth music there's not really a plot to it so you just kind of kind of come back into it go ah just crush that dude's head and you just kind of go back out of it for 20 minutes that's the optimal way to watch it it's not for me and that's fine but I'm happy you signed it because this is the kind of movie that would have sat on my watch list for the next six years. So I'm happy I was just able to just knock it out. So the music was decent, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, as long as you get, like, one positive out of it, you know? Yeah, but like, this is the kind of movie that's like, oh, man, I should really watch that. But I should watch Mandy again first, and then I would watch Mandy, and then just never watch this again. Mandy and it is worth rewatching. I would spend years just going through, like, my wish- watch list and go, like, no, I'm not feeling that today. And then that's where it would be forever. And now I've completed another square on the movie bingo of my life. Poggers. <laughs> that's all, all that right, matters. Uh, Alex, I guess you can go ahead and take it away. All right. I don't have a ton because I've been traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, we banged out like the first half of The Haunting of Hill House, which I love the ambiance. I love the characters. I love the setup. I love everything about it. 
I got irrationally nitpicky about a really, really <laughs> dumb thing, and it's kind of taken me a little bit out of it. But uh, should I just say it? Yeah, go like, ahead. It, I don't think it's. I don't think it's even really a spoiler. <laughs> My first okay. thought when he texted me that was like, "Man, that is the most you takeaway." <laughs> yeah, that's a very right. you thing to do, but not so. Badly. Like each of the first five episodes, there's there's five kids in the family, and each one of the first ep- five episodes is like centered around like one of the kids and like you know what they've been doing and like. I don't know how much you know about the show, but it basically jumps between, like, the shit that happened in the house and, like, these people's present-day lives, and, like, since then, and, you know, how it's affected them and shit. But the third episode is about the middle child who, TLDR, has magical powers when she touches stuff. And so she has to wear gloves all the time, so she doesn't, like, realize, like, all of the bad history of all this shit that's around her. And she chooses to wear leather gloves. (laughs) Yeah. It's... So, she's just feeling this dead cow, like, all the time? <laughs> and it was like, like, I, I was, like, fine accepting, you know, the magical powers up until this point. Like, whatever, like, it's it's this horror show. Like, it's kind of cool that, you know, she's, like, you know, changed by the house in this way or gifted or whatever. Like, it's a neat wrinkle. But the second it knocked me out for, like, 30 seconds, I started thinking, well, wait, this doesn't make sense either. Wait, wait, that, that that part never would have happened because she has this magical power that she's had the whole time. And, like, it threw me off my game a little bit. But we took a little break and we got back to Washington. I think I'm fine. I think I'm okay. <laughs> but this, so far, this is a strong recommend. I mean, good news. Because our good friend Chris will be starting it very shortly. Yeah, you actually will probably like this, Chris, if, if you end up having to watch it. Um, speaking of things that Chris will like... Um, I'm going to say absolutely nothing about this movie until Chris sees it, but Chris, you need to see Burning. There's a good chance it'll be your new favorite movie. Oh, I mean, all right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll add it to my list right now. You are familiar with this movie, right? No, I, have, I know nothing about it. So it's a Korean movie. Great. <laughs> That's why it's two and a half hours. <laughs> it's real, real fucking good. Um, the basic plot premise which you can is like what you find on like IMDb or whatever is like there's this Korean guy and he runs into this girl who he went to school with who like looks way different now and like he like they they're sort of hooking up he like falls in love with her she goes away on this trip like cuz she it's like really important she goes away on this trip she comes back with this asshole boyfriend played by the Asian guy on the Walking Dead who is Korean and in his in, in his first actual K movie, and he should win an Oscar for this. He's fucking incredible. And then weird shit starts happening, and yeah, this movie is fucking unbelievably good. And okay. if you can find it in a theater within fifty miles of you, you should go see it. Oh, I didn't know it was one of those. It's or... like out now. Yeah. Okay. Like, you like find time. Like okay. trust me on this one. For me to give this ringing of an endorsement to you specifically, like, I, I'm I, not I, I trust you. I trust yeah. you. The last thing I watched, which I'm now a little bit sad that I can't talk about as much as I want to, y'all, the Neo Yokio Christmas special is incredible. I, I will have that it, watched by next episode. <laughs> I have purposely reeled back what I will be assigning. It's like, man, I want to enjoy some Christmas movies. I want to watch Neo Yokio. I don't want to watch the fucking Squeakle. <laughs> so here's my thing: is uh, is a Christmas special? Is it just like one episode? Is it like a feature like movie? It is. Or something, it or? is like one hour five minutes long. It is listed as season two. It's one episode. 
um it's kind of like an OVA, I guess. I can't uh, wait. Sure. <laughs> Parker. <laughs> Archangelo, a.k.a. Gucci Jesus, a.k.a. the Ichiban Don, <laughs> a.k.a. the one-man boy band. <laughs> he has a podcast now, and he hates oh, material fuck. wealth. And also the oh, Bachelor God. Board's back. And the entire episode is centered around Bachelor Board Secret Santa, which is the biggest event of the year. Oh my god! The Christmas season. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah. So God sixty seconds was all right. I'll see y'all next week. <laughs> the store clerk is prominently featured and is referred to as store clerk for the first thirty five minutes. It opens <laughs> with fucking, <laughs> fucking as sick in bed, asking Charles two to read him a Christmas story. <laughs> and Charles starts by just reading the New Testament. <laughs> Fuck me. God damn it, I knew I should have watched it. <laughs> if I had clicked on it and seen it was only one episode, we would have started recording about 45 minutes later. <laughs> Y'all. There would have been no stopping. If you have any affection whatsoever for Neo Yokio, drop whatever you're doing and watch this. It's so fucking good. I cannot wait. And there's music. And one of the songs is probably going to be my new ringtone. Oh, fuck. I love this so, 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 so much. I cannot wait. There are so many things that I'm intentionally leaving out because I want you to experience them. God, I can't fucking wait. (sighs) Anyway, for this week, that's about all I've got. Okay, let's talk about Gone in 60 Seconds. Uh, starring Nicolas Cage, this is a remake that I, uh, I don't hate it. Um, <laughs> the movie is uh, basically uh, Memphis has to, which is <laughs> the name <laughs> of the character, has to uh, steal 50 cars in, he has 72 hours, but he decides, yeah, 12 hours would be enough for me. And uh, he names all the cars after women's names. And he does it to save his brother, whose name is Kip. They are not Australian. (laughs) Kip in Memphis. (laughs) Kip. Anyway, uh, they assemble their crew. You know, actually, I have to just say it. So Parker and I were talking before he signed on about, like, uh, the first thing he says to me as soon as he signs on are, like, black people are funny, right? Like, the beginning of the movie. How am I supposed to talk about the beginning of the movie without doing an impression of this guy? Fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. Why does it ever stop me before? No, you ain't going to do that. No, you ain't going to use that. That's not a tool. That's a brick. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. No, no, hell no. And this is just going on constantly. I'm just like, he's just stealing a car. I thought that was like the name of the game. (laughs) It's very year 2000. I'll tell you that much. It is so year 2000. Hey, guys. Yes, it is. Black people are loud and funny, right? Like, oh, shit. Okay, sure. Uh, that you say, movie? Oh, that was bad. They they make a black men can't swim joke, and they Boy, make do they they make at least two Asian women can't drive jokes. Uh, <laughs> you get both of those in one. You get an Asian woman not being able to drive, and him saying he can't swim. So why is she driving? It's, and then he goes. So then he cool. goes to the DMV. He sees that same woman at a counter, and she fails her test, and then she's crying, which is funny and uh she she says but if, if so is tailgating you you're supposed to drive faster it's like look people don't talk like this he just also she's correct <laughs> exactly 
As a Maryland driver, comma. <laughs> You're supposed to drive really slow, and then when they pass you, you I just mean, dab on them. You speed up. Or, <laughs> I mean, there's like a 70% chance that anyone tailgating you has a gun in their car in Texas. Like, you fucking speed up or you change lanes. Like, it's just not a game here. It's not fun. Well, that guy's riding so, our tail. I'm going to hit the brakes. I'm like, you're fucking not. I will tuck and roll out of this car. You so, don't give a shit, dude. The bad guy in this movie, played by Doctor Who. It's so cool. His name is Raymond Kalitri. Now, this That's... name was stuck in my head. Not from this movie, but because I thought that was the name of the bad guy in Too Fast, Too Furious. No, Kalitri. That's I, the name of that girl in uh, in Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> piece of shit. I, I thought of Fast and Furious a lot. This movie, when I realized this came out first, well, yeah. I was stunned. Yeah. Like, not yeah, this is head. Fast Zero. So this movie ends with the whole gang of car stealing friends having a barbecue together. Like, this is yeah. a, a spiritual uh, precursor to Fast and Furious. <laughs> Fast Year Zero. The it only really difference is. is they would have drunk Corona. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this movie has Angelina Jolie with braids. Have we forgotten the fate of the Furious with Charlize Theron's braids that are so powerful? Oh, can we please talk about Angelina Jolie's hair in this movie? I, I kept forgetting she was in it because she would just disappear for forty-five minutes. Come back with Ooh, yeah. different hair. I don't even know what she was trying to do. It looks like it was partial braid, partial dread, partial. Now her hair is just sitting there. You can tell what day that part of the movie was shot on based on what her hair is doing in that particular <laughs> scene. It's so fucking good. Yeah, of course she would hook idea up with Nick Cage. Why not? <laughs> just the most unappealing romantic scene. <laughs> even as a kid, I remember that scene with them in the car together, being like, "Yeah, this is kind of gross." <laughs> yeah. Turns out it still is all these years later. Yeah. And also, just for the listeners out there, if Peak Angelina can't pull off White Girl Dreads, neither can you. Don't try it. That's, least. yeah, yeah. This is the year 2000. There is no other time on this planet where that would work, and yet here we are. <laughs> Lord knows she tried. Okay, we also need to talk about the acting in this movie. First of all, Nick Cage is the oh, most reserved me. in the entire movie. Besides, I guess, Angelina Jolie, who basically decided to say, yeah, I, I, why should I try? Um, I'll just wear this tight white shirt and mumble three lines and yeah, disappear for an act. It's fine. It's, we, call it, we, we call it the <laughs> Megan Fox in this house. Anyway, uh, there's a scene where they gather the crew all together in one of the garages and Kip wants to be part of the crew. And he brings in this one guy who's just naming all the characters. Wait, aren't you Memphis, man? Wait, wait, <laughs> that's the dog that is the AutoZone's dog or whatever. And he's like, what is they're like, who is this guy? <laughs> that question's never really answered. Oh, we're talking about fake Keanu Reeves because yeah. he is my favorite. <laughs> he like, is my favorite. Easy. I have I have so many comments it's on this cast. Child Keanu Reeves, <laughs> the one guy that looks like a mix between Joey Fatone and AJ from the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> He's so fucking cool. Who is your favorite cameo in this movie, and why is it Master P? <laughs> I realized like I spent a solid twenty minutes like that guy looks fucking familiar, and I'm on IMDb and I scrolled down to uncredited like. Does that fucking say Master P? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I rewound it and watched it again. <laughs> is, God damn. is this our 12th Michael Pena movie? 13th? It might be. <laughs> I, I think it's a solid Baker's dozen at this point. Uh, He's just in everything. <laughs> like, I don't understand why. He is unavoidable. It's He was in Ant-Man, right? God bless him, man. Oh, buddy. Was, was he ever? Yeah, he oh, was. Yeah, he yeah. was. 
he, I think he was the draw of Ant Man actually. Besides, Paul some Rudd people being will tell you himself. he's the best part of it. Those people should <laughs> not be listening. Think cucumbers taste better pickled. <laughs> <laughs> huh? What? Anyway, uh, Paul, I can certainly say he wasn't the best part of Collateral Beauty, which my friends <laughs> assigned to me because they like me. Uh, uh, singular. One friend assigned that to you. The other had nothing to do with it. Which my friend assigned to me because he knows I won't retaliate. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the time I mean, wizard works in mysterious ways, Christopher. So Robert Duvall, who was in, uh, I'm sure he was, he was in, uh, I think he was in The Godfather. I think he was in um, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, but he finally got his career together in 2001 for God in 60 Seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Weird how he had more hair in this movie than he did back in the 70s, but okay. <laughs> Man, Nick Cage is Boo Radley. Who says no? <laughs> Better movie. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you. I think this is one of those things where I discover, wait, Nicolas Cage has been in a lot of movies. Because every single He's... time I watch one of his movies, I go down to his IMDb and I scroll for a long time. It's, he, I think he had some pretty serious star power for some time, didn't he? Like, this is Look, 2000. This has to be before National Treasure, right? When you buy castles and dinosaur bones... You're going to have to do a lot of movies to make up That's for a good it. point, yeah. <laughs> Saving money on that soft toilet seat, which, by the way, saddest thing I've ever read in my life. Oh, God. <laughs> it just... preserves the warmth of his ass. <laughs> Is that something so... you surf with, Mr. Cage? <laughs> <laughs> but for real, why is Robert Duvall in this movie? Uh, I, I have so credibility, of course. <laughs> this movie feels like it's supposed to be a huge ensemble cast, but nobody is anybody. <laughs> like your third biggest star is Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, who's <laughs> playing a cop. And the fourth biggest star is the fucking guy from Waiting who gives everyone advice. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, here's the thing about Timothy Oliphant in this movie. What are you doing? <laughs> the entire movie. Hey, hey, Timothy, you good with that facial hair? Okay, well, he said he's good with it. All right, roll, whatever. He, I don't even understand what he's trying to go for. See, I've constantly said it. Acting is about communicating. I do not know what he is communicating. His his sidekick cop, which I guess is really just his boss, knows what he's doing and seems to understand exactly what he's trying to convey. Timothy Oliphant is along for the ride. There's Chris. no less than three scenes that end with Timothy Oliphant delivering a line, staring vacantly, and then it just cutting away three seconds later. <laughs> Chris, I have it's... an important question for you. Yeah. Better movie if Michael Rappaport's in that role? I, oh, God. Oh, I think it is, but That's only barely. <laughs> oh, God. First of all, would he wouldn't be working him. with a black cop, I'll tell you that. That's much. true. All right, yeah. so, so what is the best Michael Rappaport role in this movie? Is it fucking Nick Cage's brother? Oh, <laughs> oh my yeah, God. it is. It is. Michael Rappaport almost getting crushed to death in a car. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. the noises he yeah. would make during that scene? And <laughs> <laughs> cars coming right for me. <laughs> <laughs> Arguing Nick Cage about their brother. Just imagine the racial epithets he would drop during that whole thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know what? You talked me into it. Just the fuck. That's a good scene right there. The last noise you hear before the credits roll. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> when the car doesn't start. Ah, fuck you. His laugh does sound like a car stalling out, huh? <laughs> it's kind of fitting. 
they think the car's busted, but actually they just turned the key the wrong way. And he's it's laughing just in behind the backseat like a fucking urban he's, legend. He's throwing his voice like Shaggy from Scooby Doo to throw up the cops. <laughs> Look, listen. In the distance, you could hear this 1995 Pontiac stalling out. <laughs> That's how the movie ends. They follow the sound to find him like hiding in the fucking driver's seat, and the cage drives off. He's like, "Ah, oh, you son of a bitch, Memphis." Michael, if you get into any trouble, make a sound like a dying giraffe. Uh, It's it's a really tense part of the movie. It was, Michael, we need your life. I I, I got nothing. This isn't funny. We're all going to die. They told him like a really, really racist joke. Ah. (laughs) So... (laughs) So they have this list of luxury cars they have to steal. There's 50 they got to get through. And boy, howdy, if one of them isn't a Ford F-350 for some reason. <laughs> Thank you so much. As someone who's right. not a car person whatsoever, even I was like, that, that's gotta be All something right. else, right? Alright, you five, go steal the Porsches. You, go get this pickup truck that you can find anywhere. <laughs> I brought it back, it's got heroin in it, is that a problem? Oh, jeez. I'm pretty sure they, okay, so here's my little theory on the Ford F-350. I can't remember if it was a Ford F-150 or a Ford F-350 that is the most popular vehicle in America. I think it's a 150. But either way, I'm pretty sure they looked this up beforehand, because I'm pretty sure the people who made this movie don't know anything about cars. They looked this up beforehand, and they're just like, boy, we got to get the redneck vote somehow. <laughs> you know, we, we have to get those years in here somewhere. What if they just steal fucking Hank Hill's truck? <laughs> we need a scene that'll make someone in the audience go, woo! <laughs> just once. That's all you they need. They steal a fucking GMC Yukon. <laughs> why? Speaking of why, why does this movie have eight different subplots going on? There's a whole lot going on here. This movie feels like four movies, but it should be like a lean 85 minutes. Yeah, this movie was two hours and it felt every minute of them. To go back to our Fast and Furious thing, like, the joke after Fast and Furious 6 is, like, how long that fucking runway was. I feel like the last chase in this movie took 45 minutes. I yeah. kept looking down, looking up, he's still going in a straight line. So, I take it neither of you guys watched the extended cut. Oh, I actually watched I, the director's cut. I could not find it. I, I used my personal DVD copy, friends. <laughs> <laughs> God that had a trailer for Mission to Mars on it, so... so the Val, that's the Val Kilmer one, right? I hope so. I sure hope so. I hope I don't find out soon. <laughs> so, back to the plot of this movie, which we've basically already covered. Yeah. They have to steal a bunch of cars to uh, to get Memphis's brother, Kip, <laughs> off the hook from some sort of mafia who is controlled by the British people for reasons... By Doctor Who, who likes to build furniture. Don't worry about it. So it's they have fine. this. They have this list of cars they have to steal. So you'd think, you know, all right, we'll make up the instructions and destroy them, you know, so the cops can't find out. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But what do they do? They paint them in invisible ink on the side of their garage, <laughs> which so I incredible fucking cool. <laughs> like for a second, like this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But also. I would a thousand percent do that right now if I could. Yeah. I would just start writing random shit on these walls. <laughs> At one point, they uh, he just commands another character to hack into the DMV's mainframe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a federal government. Was such a good year. <laughs> 
the fucking the black guy who serves only as comic relief to yell loudly and be like ah like that's his whole character just pulls out a briefcase with fucking gel and fake fingerprints in it <laughs> and it's never spoken of again he said he looked like a what do you call him like he said you look like a ghetto smurf and then the scene just cuts away before anyone has a chance to laugh at it <laughs> wait what no next scene don't worry about yeah. it <laughs> You could tell that that line was improvised, but at gunpoint, someone said, no, say something funny. Come on, black man, make me laugh. You know? <laughs> it was very, It was pretty much the shut up and dance part of the movie. <laughs> I'm happy you said it, not me for once. <laughs> hey, remember Vinnie Jones? That dude fucking sucks. <laughs> he was good in about as many movies as Guy Ritchie's good in. That's, you know what, that's a direct correlation. Yeah. <laughs> One person's made like 80 more movies, and yet the ratio, the ever-reported <laughs> ratio is the same. You know how much we like ratios here. <laughs> oh, do we ever. <laughs> Think of the ratio, Vinny. You have to make more shitty movies. <laughs> it's about her needs. Jesus. <laughs> Your ratio. My God, you have to do Smoke and Aces too. It's the only way. <laughs> So, you know the scene in the Ferrari dealership with Nick Cage just really Nick Caging it up? Do you think everyone was high-fiving on set that day? Like, fuck yeah, we got this. We nailed this movie. You know what's so unfortunate is that's, like, the only time that he does it in the movie. Like, you're you're kind of, like, hoping he'll do a little bit more of that, but for the rest of it, he's just kind of restrained, like, no, I have to take this very seriously. Uh, which is a shame, because I he's a lot of fun to watch in that scene. I bet that, I wouldn't be surprised if that's, like, the first scene that they filmed. And after the end of it, he's like, no, nah, I've... I had a vision. This is oh, not the way for the movie. <laughs> it's it, it really sucks how, like, you know, like, I actually like this movie a lot, but I like Cars, and I like Nick Cage, and I love dumb, shitty 90s humor, so, like, this is a layup for me. Oh, the other part is but the like, mu- music, right? Yeah. Sorry yeah, to interrupt. it's actually... No, Dude, you're good. the fucking music in this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it's hard when it's like, man, I really like this movie. But I wish we'd gotten at least Ghost Rider Nick Cage in this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if this movie came out like four years later, we'd be having a much different conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, why isn't he in the opening scene driving a, a Mustang really fast and going, I am the best? <laughs> like, you just you just see all this wasted potential, and it hurts the final product. Because you know, you know what could be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. First of all, there doesn't need to be a crew. It should just be Nick Cage. It really should be, yeah. By himself. Yeah. The other part is, like, if you establish... Okay, so you're the movie and you establish a set of rules. You don't really need to, like, create more new rules as the movie goes along. You can just sort of stick to it. You know, 72 hours, that's a good time frame. And just saying, nah, 12 hours is good. That's all we need. That's I understand why I did it, and I guess the rationale is okay. But the 72 hours, I think, is a little bit more interesting. Nah, just cut it down to 12. It's fine. And then he's still late at the end. He's still 13 minutes late and he busted it it's up. It's like they're like, all right, we'll just cut it down to 12 hours. Oh. But we filmed all the stuff with it being 72. All right, we'll just change it to the <laughs> Wait, I forgot act. the one joke. I should have written this down. Thank God I just remembered it. <laughs> Do you think Love is going to go overseas to see this? <laughs> it's called <laughs> Nicolas Cage the Cursed Car. <laughs> <laughs> so all I can think about <laughs> the entire time. This is the this is the intimated that the car was cursed. 
<laughs> Shadow Games, Christopher. You're a big fan of Shadow you know, Games Richard now, aren't you? Richard Nixon might as well have been in this movie. <laughs> I want to get all back I'm... to talking about the music in this movie. So the music's bad. so good. As soon as they start, all I'm playing. saying, all I'm saying is, you know me, I'm a stickler. Ninety minutes in and out. When your movie's two hours and there's a subplot about trying to get a dog to poop out keys, <laughs> we can start trimming. That's all I'm fucking saying. Sorry. Back to the music. When they play, just, when they I... started playing "Stop the Rock," I. I my head immediately started bobbing. I was just like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, 2000, man, let's go. I could not believe <laughs> how movie, long it took to get to the DMX. same band has... that did the theme song to uh, Lost in Space. <laughs> this oh, movie man. has a Method Man and Red Band song and a DMX song, but also Bo Diddley. <laughs> <laughs> so something for all of us. It may be the most on-the-nose song choice of all time. It has been caught stealing Machine's Addiction. playing over a car. As house. soon as those fucking dogs started barking, like I'm first I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> they did not put a Machine's Addiction song in 2000. Oh, God. This movie when the dogs started barking, I was like, it's either DMX or it's Jane's Addiction. Oh, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know. Yeah. Oh, hey, alright. So Fuck it, bye. <laughs> Method Man and Red Man, but also Lowrider. <laughs> I'm glad oh, they played Lowrider. Cage, uh, this is Crystal Method. Have you two yeah. been introducing each other? <laughs> Fuck it, the song that everybody knows from DDR, and also this car movie. <laughs> like, this feels like it. This feels like it had to have come out after Fast and Furious. Like, now just get a bunch of people together, put them in one movie, they steal cars, got a bunch of cool music on the soundtrack. Like, I refuse to believe that this came out first, even though it obviously did. Like, it feels so much like they just tried to crib off its success, but they fucked everything up. Uh, speaking of music, Parker, this is not going to make you happy, and you're probably going to laugh at me, but I'm being dead serious here. I'm not saying that Jefferson Starship is good, but I downloaded that song from the Star Wars Holiday Special for the, the podcast. What are you doing? And I'll listen to it, and it's actually a lot better when you don't have to watch it. And then I was like, wait a second, this, this song sounds alright, I'm like listening to it. Then I went back and watched that segment from uh, uh, Star Wars Holiday Special, and it's so humiliating watching it on the screen. It's correct. <laughs> this little Both the, the act of watching it is incredibly humiliating. Fucking Stormtrooper with his head up, and then watching a little band playing inside the diorama, which by the way, we have better technology now. Bo Diddley. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine if they had Bo Diddley under the Star Wars Holiday Special? Oh, I was really hoping they played B. Arthur's song when Nick Cage stole that one Pontiac, but you know. What if you put on the VR headset and just watch How High? What <laughs> shitty Wookiee kid ran around. <laughs> how do you say, how did I get a D in women's studies? I love bitches in Wookiee. <laughs> Please write into the show and tell me. <laughs> Butts at terribleblog.net. Well, at least he doesn't want to check that email. Anyway. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, any last words, I guess, about Gone in 60 Seconds? Oh, boy, let me look through here. Hold, please. I wish it had been done in 60 seconds. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> look, all I know is I we said don't know done what we're doing in 60 next. seconds. I got it. <laughs> Is that we don't have an episode picked out next week, and this movie made so much money that the next year this director made Swordfish. So just putting that thought <laughs> in the back of your head. <laughs> just toss that around for a bit. Think about it. Attention. Or Parker, just for you, you can watch the 1970s version of this. 
Hugh Jackman getting a blowjob while hacking in front of John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that out there, guys. Thank you. That's my pick. All right. Let's... I'm definitely watching Swordfish this week. Spoilers. Let's move on to the game of games. Oh, be yes, we shall. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Three thirty in the fucking. <laughs> <laughs>tiny teeny tiny teeny bit of housekeeping first um just content bank updates parker's got 11 hours 10 minutes chris is six hours and 40 minutes um <laughs> the uh the traitorous redskins changed hands from being in parker's <laughs> column to chris's after the appearance of one josh johnson fun ball so uh <laughs> so that happened as you guys remember from a couple weeks ago we uh Actually, now before we get to that, uh, you guys probably noticed that I didn't send you a lifeline this week. Yeah, what yeah, the hell? sure did. Now that was intentional, and Great. we're gonna play a little game for lifelines this week. It's a pretty simple <laughs> game. You guys are familiar with you guys are familiar with uh, Prisoner's Dilemma, right? No, God, fucking damn it. <laughs> All right, so basically, this is called Sword, Gun, and Shield. Sword beats gun, obviously. Gun beats shield, and shield beats sword. Why can't you just say rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> then I can't make a 21-foot roll joke. No, that's fair. You know what? You're right. All right, so you guys are both going to send me your pick at the same time. But keep in mind that you really don't want to pick the same one, because it's going to have consequences. Oh, no. So, unlike rock, paper, scissors, if you guys both pick gun, oh, you'll see. Alright. So uh you guys can think about that for a minute and go ahead and send me your pick. Sword, gun, or shield. <laughs> I'm ready to send it. <laughs> I know how this is gonna end deep down in my heart. I'm so excited. <laughs> Cause there's not a doubt in his mind as to what I'm picking. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So Parker picked sword and Sid picked gun. So that's gonna be a win for Parker. Which just hanging out. <laughs> just just hanging out. The fucking greatest moment of my life is watching those videos and looking in the background, and realizing like, I'm pretty sure that's my neighborhood, <laughs> and it was. I lived like no less. I just assume that's your dad from the 21 foot rule. <laughs> It's All right. so cool. You probably went like, to the I'm same looking school. looking out the window like, no, these are literally the exact same rooftops. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, so since you guys both picked uh, the offensive options here, you're each going to get a free movie to assign to the other one as your lifeline this week. Okay. <laughs> but since Parker won, Chris is going to get a little extra treat from me. Oh, good. Well, for my free movie that I'm going to assign to Parker... I'm going to correct an injustice from early in the podcast's oh, uh, don't, history. Don't say elf. Don't do that. <laughs> what? No. Why would I? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> that comes later. Anyway, no, oh. you're... Uh, we're going to, like... One of our worst episodes, one of the ones that we've always been a little bit embarrassed about, is the Planet of the Apes podcast, because yeah, we didn't watch one. the same movies. So I'm going to give you the Tim Burton version of it. And, oh, uh, cool. No, no, no. I, I think that one's actually a lot of fun to watch. I think that's, like, one of the more entertaining good-bad movies that's ever been made. It is in the top five Tim Burton movies. <laughs> 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 
It's probably number three up there. <laughs> yeah, two Batmans, Apes, and Pee Wee. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that top four. You can pick whatever you want. Five, whatever. Other than that, yeah, sure. Um, Ed Wood, whatever. Ed, no, Ed Wood's my number two. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay, yeah. You got uh, you got Planet so of the Apes in the Alamo. The Tim Burton and Tim Roth version. Tim Roth is so powerful in that movie. He Tim is Roth is powerful and ever present on our podcast. He is, yeah. We've watched almost as many Tim Roth movies as Michael Pena movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's about as much of the mascot as this show as as baseball crank is for Chapa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if we're doing bad movies that are fun to watch. We mentioned Terminator Genesis earlier. You will I guarantee you'll have some fun with that, because that movie Make some decisions. <laughs> is it the sure third Terminator or what? What's that? Is it like which Terminator? Is it the third, the fourth, the fifth? Oh, that'd be number five. What? Okay. Yeah. But don't worry, three and four don't matter. Good. And uh, not, it is kind of keeping the theme going here, but uh, <laughs> I decided this week, just so you guys know, if any cards are to be used this week, I'm going to play nice. I have a bunch of movies that I think you guys will enjoy. And if I run out, then you get shitty movies. Oh, but well. <laughs> um, I got a, I got several movies on this list, so I'm gonna assign a movie to Chris as the loser here that I very much enjoy, and it's very much not good, but very much a star performance that I think he will enjoy. So you're gonna watch Cocktail from 1988. Well, it's, I mean, that's the year. So, <laughs> yeah. all right, I'll, uh, I've already written that down. Sounds good. Okay. And Arnold Schwarzenegger headbutts a helicopter. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm thinking about it again. I got so excited. <laughs> and uh, a little bit of housekeeping here. It appears that uh, Chris's God, Zemeckis cube <laughs> went five for five this week. So cool. take the fun out of winning. <laughs> well, you'll you'll enjoy it a lot more because there's I'm a lot. Sure, he will. A lot of hurt in this box. Oh. Really rough for. The, Parker being stuck with the Panthers at this juncture because <laughs> they might not win another game this year, but that's fine. But uh, so Chris, you uh, coming into this week, you had two Dragon Balls. Yeah. Oh. Now you have five. Oh. You also have a card set. Oh. And I have a little set of themed movies for Parker to watch. Oh God, it's all gonna be dogs. <laughs> so Parker, Parker, I know. I know how you feel about Popstar no, and Sandberg. You don't like, know how I, I, feel. I know you love Popstar a whole lot. So you're going to watch Glitter, Crossroads, and From Justin to Kelly. Oh, wow. Holy Man, shit. Man, when you said you were going to get to him, I couldn't have imagined. Wow. Uh, now, to be clear, I'm not watching all those this week. You're right. You've, you've, got, you've got two weeks. The puzzle box is... Yeah, you've got as long as... In fact, because the puzzle box is a season-long game, you've got to the end of the year. Now, it's speaking of house cleaning... Uh, Parker, you did seem to forget something. What I forget this time? How was Dallas? Oh, I didn't get to it. You didn't even start you it? See, you see, buddy, I've been watching stuff before work, but now I have to be at work at 6 in the morning oh. as of this morning. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to do I, a I, little rearranging. I'm going to go ahead and say that there was no expectation that that would be started immediately. Like, okay. He just has to, when he starts, he has to stick to it. Okay. Because I already told him, like, if it's like funny bad, I'll make it into a segment. But if it's just trash, I'm just gonna barrel through it in two yeah, weeks. I think that's fair. Uh, I tell you what, we should set a deadline on it, so I'll make the deadline the Super Bowl. Think you can handle that? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, I planned on starting it today, but yeah, I literally sure. went in yesterday. They were like, hey, funny story for the rest of the holidays. <laughs> You're coming in at 6 instead of 9. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Cool. If the if the content load is overwhelming, we can uh we can make little exceptions. Because that's I was waking up early to watch the shit she won't sit through. Like <laughs> I guess I'll wake up early and watch Paul Blart. No, honey, no, you don't, don't understand. He's a mall cop. Yeah. Oh, trust me, she understood. <laughs> I read off the list and her eyes just roll. She's like, no, I'm not fucking watching that. I love you so much. <laughs> so so how often does she ask when we're going to start making money on this? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, buddy. That's, that's, this day's going poorly enough. Let's just <laughs> run off some more movies. All right. Well, um, checking in on the other stuff, uh, you guys obviously have, like, your lifelines to use and shit. Uh, Chris has five sets of cards now. Parker has four. I still have several very watchable movies here, if uh, you guys so choose to use those cards this week. Because it is the season of giving, and I want to give my friends good things to I... watch. <laughs> I mean, I was going to anyways, so... Fuck it. I only had a couple picked out for you this week. I don't have a time wizard waiting. <laughs> you say I that. Like I don't know if I can in. trust you. I'd like to cash in three cards, my friend. Cash in three cards. Alright. Now, this is a movie that I fucking love. And there's like a 40% chance Chris is going to hate it, but we'll find out. If you've seen it, just let me know. Because okay. like, now that we're working from the pool of not total trash, I feel like it would be shocking. If, yeah. Spring break. I, <laughs> so it's spring break. Yeah. All right. Give me a second. Let's type that in. I have not seen it yet. So. Spring break forever, y'all. <laughs> uh, you know I can't make Parker watch it without a wish. I was thinking about making him watch Anna and the Apocalypse, which actually is getting good reviews. I mean, that trailer probably is will. Yeah. I mean, not uh, he's, theaters, he's gonna see that. Yeah. yeah. Please. It's got zombies. You know, he's pretty easy to pick. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> Love zombies, love singing. All right, I'll tell you what, I'll, Chewbacca's I will trade all shapes and sizes. I'll trade in one set of cards. Parker, I got a treat for you, buddy. Because you're finally going to watch Mile 22. Fuck yes! <laughs> Fucking every day this week I walk past it looking like, no, I have too much to watch. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear from you about it. God, I can't wait. I wasn't lying, I'm giving out quality this week. No, we believe you, you know? <laughs> Chris, you want one more? Yeah, go for it, I guess. Alright. Chris, did you Three ever get cards. Chris, did you ever get around to the color of money? Oh no, I don't think I did. Well, now Shit, you what's will. wrong with me? Now you Thank will. you for I doing know you were it. talking about it before. Yeah. I got you. So you have two Tom Cruise movies this week, which makes me happy. Well there we go. You know, I was I was always considering seeing it. That's uh I'm pretty sure that one's the sequel to The Hustler, right? Yes. Yeah, alright. Ah, oh, the Mark Wahlberg movie. <laughs> Give him another nice. set of cards. Another set of cards? No, I mean, okay. a trade in three more. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> also give me another set of cards. So I have a very enjoyable, very bad movie for you, Parker. I'm listening. Are you familiar with From Paris with Love? Oh, fuck, yes, I am. Oh, I'm so ready. <laughs> oh, my God. Chris, do you happen to remember the trailers for that movie with bald-ass John Travolta as the Just, bad guy? Yeah. <laughs> Google it. And let's... Man. I thought that was like he one is, of those fake trailers I put before Tropic Thunder. He is doing something in that trailer. I'm so excited. God bless. <laughs> like I said, guys, season of giving here. Okay. So powerful. 
How are we feeling? <laughs> do we want to? Do you want to cut our losses now? Let's just say one thing before we go any further, Parker. I've technically only assigned you one movie, so I know. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think we're good for now. I was actually almost planning to not assign you anything and not even trade any cards. Just be like, you know what? This will be really nice. I'll let Parker watch whatever he wants. Now we get to watch from Paris. But look, I mean, honestly, Alex sold it pretty well. As soon as he said he's going to give us movies that he thinks are good, I mean, Alex, you you guys don't know how long this is going to last. Yeah, Alex is exactly. That's why I'm being tentative. Like, do you want to do want to do three more? Because we don't know. (laughs) Alex is very, very good at picking stuff that a might interest us, or b would just be like kind of interesting. But unfortunately, he's also really good at picking shit I've never heard of, and also hurts. (laughs) Yeah, so undercover. I that knife has been twisted many times. <laughs> I kind of want to make Parker watch all that uh, from Justin to Kelly glitter and oh, what was the other one? <laughs> Crossroads. Crossroads. Crossroads that, is so cool. I can't. There's a fucking subplot in that movie that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> I I saw a glitter and I was just like, oh, I should sign that. Nah, that's too mean. I like Parker, but oh. uh... <laughs> should I should I swap out Crossroads for a walk to remember? No. Don't let me have this. <laughs> let me have this awkward fucking subplot. <laughs> it's real powerful. Uh, it's cool that so many of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire almost three decades on this planet have been in the last three months. <laughs> so we're done with cards for the moment? Uh, yeah, I think we're done with cards for the moment. Alright, uh, lifeline usage. You guys uh, are free to... Uh use any you know mining rigs or rats i would like to utilize the weed rat thank you for reminding me (laughs) (laughs) you are so patient dealing with the dumbest people on the planet also (laughs) so is parker also so am i (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's the loading sound Alright, the weed rat came back with some weed. Yes. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> and a previously expended lifeline for you. I don't Wait. Great. What? Oh, so, uh, so it's one that's been yeah, used. Yeah. Oh, shit. There's been so many. Uh, this could be quite diabolical for me. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, jeez. Uh, I'd like to just utilize Pot of Greed right off the bat. All right. If there's any reason to save it. Can, if I could just remind you what Pot of Greed does, it means I can draw two cards. Yeah. So he draws his two risk cards, so he's got almost another full set there. Cool. Pot of Greed. Pot of Greed. When I play Pot of Greed from my hand, face up. Uh, I'm going through the list of movies that I like and seeing which one of these will stand out. Uh, actually, wait a minute. Uh, okay. Parker, I have a baby movie oh. for you. Uh, cool. Have you ever seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Yes. Damn it. Okay, never mind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love Christopher Lord and Phil Miller or whatever. Same. Whatever. Backwards. Um, I don't know. These are really standing out. Um, I guess you've seen Old Boy. Please don't say the... No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going through the movies I like, not the movies I hate. Uh, I think I have, Damn but... It. never mind. The only thing I really remember is the hallway fight, if we're being honest. A really, really good one. 
It's, no, it's like so much before, harder to assign good movies because you just assume I said it before on here, but like, so. throughout high school, it was like just binging as many movies that I'd read about on the internet as humanly possible. So there's a whole bunch of movies that just are a blur in my smooth brain. See, there's a lot of here that I really like, and a lot of these that are also in foreign languages, so I know right off the bat you're not going to deal Gross. with that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm considering just assigning old way Again, the good one, but I'm not sure if I want to do that yet. I mean, I've never... I haven't logged it on Letterboxd, therefore yeah, it's fair it's, game. I mean, that is the way that it works. <laughs> That's the rule I live my life by. <laughs> <laughs> See, the the rule that I live my life by is one mile at a time. One quarter mile at a time. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, the rule I live my life by is never fall in love with the Jersey Shore. <laughs> Jeez, I really do watch a lot of old movies. <laughs> no, yeah, we what. weren't joking, man. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to assign Parker uh, one that's been on his list for a while and I keep talking about. It's got my favorite actress of all time. It's called Wait Until Dark. Actually, I think I downloaded that recently. Ooh, how fortuitous. Wait I mean, purchase dark. it. Well, oh. Okay. Um, the only thing I know about that movie is that one jump scare that made my soul leave my body when I saw it on Bravo's yeah. scariest movie moments. <laughs> my favorite movies. Yeah, you know what? I think he's already seen Clue. Yeah. Oh man, I'd love to watch Clue again. Yeah, Clue's yeah. good. If you guys are struggling, no. tap is your favorite movies and not Joel's because I can't, <laughs> I can't do it again, guys. It's too much. <laughs> no, nah, I think we're good for now. Okay. Um, let's tell you what. Let's start uh, picking teams and stuff. Well, uh, Parker, any lifelines? You just want to start up my uh, mining rig. Oh, yeah. All if right. You One through ten. Five. That's a three. You do not get brain damage this week. <laughs> <laughs> Beat the system. <laughs> Hold on, I fucked this up, didn't I? Okay. Alright. Um we can start picking teams. Keep in mind everybody that Parker has the Jaguars times two every week oh, for the rest God, of forever. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about the second time it happened. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Cody Kessler, huh? <laughs> it's fine. Um, okay, tell you what. I will take uh, I Hate John Elway for 400. 400. Alright, what do we got on the big board? Oh, a little, uh, little Saturday teaser action. You can pick uh, one team in each of the Saturday games. So you have uh, Texans at Jets. And then nice. Browns at Broncos. Ooh, I can pick, pick your team. one or two. You pick your one, one team in each of oh, those games. Okay. Okay. Or I'll... you can pick two two teams in the same game if you really want to. <laughs> yeah, you don't hedge your bets. I am. Power I am pretty stupid. So I'll go with the Texans first, okay. and um, take my boy Baker. Texans and Browns. That is Baker exactly fucks who lose I again. Chosen. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Just end the podcast there. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Let's use that dragon radar, buddy. Oh, dragon radar. Let's get in there. Anuses <laughs> for 100. I didn't forget for once. <laughs> in week 14. I don't remember this. 
what do right. we got, buddy? Take me there. <laughs> Take me to the river. What? Shoes one. Great. Buccaneers times five. What the fuck? Or a movie of my choice. I mean, the movie, obviously. Right. There's no fucking way. Have you seen Lucky Number 11? Oh, I don't think I ever finished it, actually. All right. Yeah, go ahead and get in there on that. That is one of my favorite movies. It's a lot I... of movies for you this week. I'm not going to assign anything else. Yeah. I just remember Josh Hartnett walking in on his girlfriend getting yeah. in. Well, like, like, oh, this isn't the movie I thought this was. Well, like she tripped and you fell? Exactly. <laughs> that is a movie that I've seen probably two dozen times, and I love it every fucking time I see it. Because Bruce Willis is actually real, real fucking good in it for like one of the few times in his career. Right. How often can he say that? post like 1992 yeah for real all right chris you're up uh chris is gay 300 <laughs> chris is gay 300 all right use the dragon raider next time i swear i'll remember yeah, yeah, i'm sure you will buddy all right cat team draft Bears <laughs> first fuck. bears well, so, no yes. it's not fair well, let me let me let me read off the options first Oh, uh, so the the disadvantage, the disadvantage of hitting the space is that you get the the fifth cat team. So, like, whoever's wow. left. But uh, so we have, let's see, we have the Super Bowl champion Lions at the Bills. God. We have the Bears hosting the Packers. It's not, they're not whatever. <laughs> we have the Bengals hosting the Raiders. Wow, that Ooh. is. We have the Jaguars hosting the Josh Johnson led Redskins. <laughs> I'm not going to fall for that fucking trap. First, you're not going to times three me, motherfucker. And we have the Panthers hosting the Saints. Oh, Jesus I guess Christ. guess we know what's going last. <laughs> All right, so you said you want the Bears? Yeah, I want the Bears. <laughs> All right, Chris wants the Bears. Fuck. Lions, I guess. Jesus. Uh, Lions. I'll, take, I'll definitely take the Bengals. Bengals. Enjoy Jeff Driscoll, buddy. <laughs> I, who wouldn't? Uh, you can have the Panthers at home against the Saints. Yeah, that or, fucking... Or, or the Jaguars hosting the Fighting Josh Johnsons. I mean, joke's on you. I've already got the Jaguars <laughs> times, too. So why not diversify and go with... The Panthers. The Panthers. Oh, wow. All right. All right, Jaguars for Chris. Now we're both in the same boat, buddy. How does it feel? Love my Jaguars. How does right. it feel in the land of teal, bud? <laughs> Love when my bonds get diversified. <laughs> All right, Parker. Ah, famous anuses for five hundred. Famous anuses for five hundred. Okay. Thursday night bet times three. This Jesus. is a good. This is a good one. Like this is a good game. The Chiefs are hosting oh. the San Diego Chargers. Ooh. Holy shit. Yeah. This is a real good game. Just pick the winner. No lines, no bullshit. I'm going Chiefs, but I cautiously don't feel great about it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know. I love my Chargers so much. I, at this point, you got to take, uh, if you're in fantasy, you got to take Phillip Rivers in this. I think he's going to throw all over that defense. I think both of those quarterbacks are going to throw for a lot. And yes. I am starting Patrick Mahomes, so I'm very fine with that. That's going to be a good fucking game. Yeah. yeah, it is. I might be going to work late that night. <laughs> They'll understand. Yeah. 
Yeah, because every time I fucking, like, I my shift starts, like, midway through the fourth quarter, and it's like, where do I want to leave time? There have been times I just missed the first quarter. I'm just like, I'm just going to, like, sit at a bar and not drink by work. It's probably, <laughs> like, the AFC Championship preview. It might be. Yeah. All right. Uh, How cool is it that the Steelers are going to miss the playoffs? It's, I it's know, fucking I awesome. It. So, uh, I mean, the Patriots are going to lay an egg this week. We all know what's going to happen. I mean, but... of course, but... Um, anyway, I would like to take a, a second to use my dragon radar. Hey, um, there you go. I was going to ask if I could use it if he didn't. <laughs> Breakable bones for 200? Yeah. Alright, this is your sixth dragon ball. Yes. Uh, what do we got here? Oh god, that's funny how that worked out. Speaking of the Patriots. Great. Patriots <laughs> times three. Oh man... Who are they playing? The Steelers. The Steelers in Hawk Hawk. The Patriots just... Oh. I mean, the Patriots are Man. a better team than the Steelers. I don't think there's any doubt about that, but they cannot play on the road. And no James Conner and Big Ben's ribs might be broken. So but it's you got also, a shot. It's, it's still Steelers at home. I, at this point, I've, I've just yeah. watched the games, and there's such a big disparity between the home and away games. It's it's kind of perplexing. I For the longest time, I just did not believe in the home versus away advantage, but now it's like it's never been so clear in my life. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm really not sure what's causing it this year. But that's a discussion I, I for another yeah, podcast. <laughs> yeah, not trying to derail this with all the football talk. Yeah, all right, um, enough talking shop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris is gay for five. I Chris don't is gay made. for five. Well, you found the third Dragon Ball, which means you now have ten. Jinkies. Hey, Chris. Hey. Buddy. What's up? I told you it was going to be nice this time. So, like with Yu-Gi-Oh, the current show you're watching, you have until the Super Bowl. But there's no way you're going to commit to 10 hours of The Haunting of Hill House without me wishing for it. So here we are. Alright. I honestly think you will really, really like it. But I know you will never set aside 10 hours, because that's a lot of movies you can check off. Alright. Okay, I go until Super all right, but back to Parker for a second. Dolphins and Giants. Oh, just took the wind out of my sails. <laughs> Jesus. The Dolphins are hot at, off a win and are at the completely dead Minnesota Vikings, but are seven-point underdogs. The Giants are hosting their large brother in the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> oh, it's the big bowl, you say? <laughs> big bowl. <laughs> it's a big bowl. Man, speaking of clips you should put on YouTube. <laughs> 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 Fucking horseshit. <laughs> Alright, Chris, one more. Famous Anuses for 500? Did he take that one yet? That is taken. Ah. Buddy, that's a silly yeah. question. <laughs> Famous Anuses for four. Famous Anuses, 400. We keep forgetting about hot dads, don't we? (laughs) I never forget. (laughs) The Philadelphia Eagles and the Buffalo Bills. I I think it mattered about Patriots times three. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, the Eagles are at the Rams. That doesn't look great, but the Bills are hosting the Super Bowl champion Lions, so... Well... (laughs) Do you go to sleep every night with a smile just knowing you're right on your Wentz's trash take? 
<laughs> does it sustain you? It doesn't feel nearly as good as being right about golf being trash, but, you know, we take what we can. I think uh, a lot of people are still in denial about that, but if that game was any sort of wake-up call... I actually uh, I actually kind of am in on Wentz this year. I think that team's real dog shit. Like, I think, oh, yeah. I think their line is just fucking trash. Like, he's he's actually improved year to year, and so I respect that. I think, like... He's not where people thought he was a year ago. In exactly. Three, yeah. But yeah, he's he's like a top fourteen quarterback right now. That's I fine. think a lot of people forget how good their personnel was last year. Yeah, and, and nobody ever got hurt on that team last year. Yeah, I mean that that was a really sick offensive line that they had. Anyway, all right, one more pick for Parker. Hot dads for five hundred. So there we go. Hot dads. Spicy. That's where I did five hundred. The Atlanta Falcons oh. and the Indianapolis Colts. Ooh. Ooh. This is a nice week. See the Christmas spirit. Yeah, that was not that bad for either of you. Now, uh, before we before we close out on the game of games, any other lifeline usage, any other anything that you guys got? Because uh, I do have one more thing for you before we're done, but I'm going to let you guys go first. Well, <laughs> it wouldn't be one of these episodes. If I couldn't try to, uh, you know, Pokemon no. my way out of here. No. Okay. <laughs> I am no. Going to... <laughs> I'm going to try to get rid of the Patriots times three. And, um... What was I just given? I'll try to get rid of, uh... Who's hosting the Rams? The Eagles? The, the Rams are home that game, but yeah, they're playing the Eagles. Okay, oh, I'll try to get rid yeah. of the Eagles, and I'm trying to try to get rid of the Patriots. Eagles and Patriots, all right. Odds are evens. Evens. That's a nine. Charizard has flown to Parker. <laughs> See, now the Christmas spirit would be to try to get him back. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Once I remember how this card works. it's uh, um, You can either double one of his multipliers, remove two of your own spaces, or force your opponent to flip another space. Yes. Patriots times six evens. Let's do this. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a one. Charizard is a Hell yeah, bitch. <laughs> okay. Evens. Evens. Let's fucking do this. Five. Back to Parker. <laughs> no. Even Stevens, baby. Six. You're oh, good. Patriots yes. times six. I will never blog off. <laughs> I will never back down. <laughs> that means that Charizard's strong. now his. I'll take too. on anyone. So. Yeah, he, stays, he keeps Charizard for next week. So Yeah. For the Bless. first time, Parker wants to hang on to Charizard. I'm writing this in my notes because I will <laughs> treat him well. <laughs> my adult son. Oh, man. I was so ready for you to try to get rid of the Jaguars to have them mysteriously reappear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else, guys? That's the thing about predatory cats. They just appear when you least expect them. <laughs> Chris, do you want to hedge our bets and put in three more each or no? It's up to you. How many movies do you have assigned to you right now? Five. Not including whatever we're doing for this okay, week. Okay, tell you what. I, I found one more movie on my favorites list that I've wanted you to watch for some time. It's the original uh -huh. Flash Gordon. 
Oh dear. I actually really, really like that movie, but it's also one of my top five theater experiences. Probably top three theater experience. Original as in the nineteen thirty six. No, 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 version? no, no nineteen eighty. <laughs> but by the way, you did the, say original. I'm sorry, the original version of nineteen thirty serial is <laughs> actually <Joy> on <laughs> the original nineteen thirties one is actually on so it goes. So if you wanted to, you could do it. Uh, but the 1980 version, I'm going to give to you uh, specifically because that was the first movie I ever saw at the Alamo. That's the first movie I ever watched with a beer in a theater. And it was a very magical experience. So I would say uh, watch this with the little lady. She, You guys will both have a pretty good time, I think. Well, the first right, movie Chris. I ever watched in theaters with a beer is also a magical experience for Chris because it was The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> My first Alamo movie was the last Dragon Ball Z movie that came out. <laughs> it was so powerful. It's like, wait, I get, they bring me beer while I watch Goku fight Frieza? Is this, guys, is this real? Did you get your Brawley tickets yet? Not yet. Dude, don't worry about it. Do not worry about it. That might, that might actually be an episode for us. Now, Chris, in one hand, I hold Ravenous, where Jude Law becomes a cannibal. In uh, the other hand, <laughs> Jude Law, hold... you say? Oh, is that what I said? <laughs> yeah. You know what I meant. I get him confused Pierce, every single fucking time. All right. So you have Guy Pierce eating people. Excuse me. In the other hand, you have Gonjum Haunted Asylum, a Korean horror movie. Choose your choose your poison here. I'm going with a Korean horror movie. All right. I say, how do you spell that? G A N J I A M. G O N G I A M. Is it? Yeah. Uh, why did you autocorrect it, Google? You how is fucking it? racist. Hang on, I want to see how it's spelled in Korean. <laughs> That's so awesome that my shitty phone autocorrected it. <laughs> oh, hang on, this is... Oh, this is Gon... Gonjiam. Oh, Gonjiam. Yeah, yeah okay. that's what I said, yeah. Gonjiam. That's exactly how I pronounced it. What the fuck is Gonjiam Oh, no wonder you mispronounced Well, okay, this has something to do with it, but I looked at the poster for it, and the, the Hoggle that's written in is almost indecipherable. <laughs> I don't know why they made the first syllable look like that, but whatever. Uh, how long? 91 minutes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's very good. Reception. It's, it's, it's... Came in first at the domestic box office on March 20th, 2018, alongside the openings of Hollywood film Ready Player One. <laughs> got him. <laughs> this was the long con. I got you. <laughs> That movie's real fucking good, though. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it is. That was such a pleasant surprise. Alright. Alright, what are we doing next, Alex? Oh, uh, well, yeah. Question. I just, uh, just want to make a little announcement for the listeners out there. Um, oh. <laughs> I love surprises. <laughs> well, I think I told you about this, so it won't be a surprise, but... Um, so... You guys know that here at Real Deal No Sex Appeal, we take football very seriously, and there's no more serious football than what happens in the playoffs. Oh my god, yes. Now, playoffs. obviously, oh god, yes. obviously, our little game won't work exactly the same when we get to the playoff time, so I'm here to announce what is going to be happening for the playoffs. So, as you guys know, there's going to be 11 playoff games. You know, it's a fair number. And I thought that... Why not step away from my podium and get in on this action myself? So what we're going to be doing is we're going to start out, each of us, with 600 minutes of content, about 10 hours, exactly 10 hours, actually. And we're going to be wagering that content on each and every one of these football games. 
using, you know, Vegas-style bets with our minutes. Uh, you can bet anything you want. You can do over-unders, you can do teasers, you can do you can just bet a team straight up if you're scared about it. The only rules are you have to have a bet that involves every single game. And each of us will get the same three lifelines that we'll be able to use at any point. And it's just those three. Be Who wants to be a millionaire style? When you use it, it's gone. No tricks, no added stuff every week. And at the end of that time, we'll look at those content pools, and you can assign movies to either person from your content pool. However you want. However you want to split it up. advantage to someone who works in a casino, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> gambling on sports is not legal in Maryland, buddy. <laughs> of course not. Anyway. I would never break the rules, especially at work. <laughs> No, like if, if you if you need help understanding what bets mean, like I'll I'll post the lines and stuff. <laughs> I'm like completely that. serious. I've never gamed all in my life, so I, I oh, might yeah, actually yeah, need yeah. some sort of help with it. Like, yeah, but we I gotcha, think right? I'll have an idea of it. Although yeah. I will probably be taking a lot of overs. Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair move. Yeah. No one likes to bet the under. The life is way too short it's to like, bet the under. It's a coward. I was so mad that I forgot to bet the over on Giants Redskins. I was so <laughs> fucking mad. <laughs> I told you. I was like, I was like, guys, lock of the year. <laughs> I the put in a couple bets, and then like at the end of the first quarter, I looked. I was like, "Oh motherfucker!" Yep. <laughs> After he'd already thrown like two picks from his own goal line. Yup, <laughs> that's on me. All right, so what are we watching next week? I honestly have no fucking okay, idea. Okay, now hold on. We we can do something with this. Um, go through movies I've already seen here. First of all, because <laughs> already got enough assigned to ourselves right here. Um, next week's episode, Mile 22. <laughs> <laughs> that hardly seems fair. Yeah, it do be like that sometimes, huh? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I can give him another movie. No, you don't have to do that. <laughs> you sure? You sure you don't want to watch Max Keeble's big move? <laughs> Saw that in theaters. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> the move was not as big as it was made out to be. Yeah, but the evil ice cream man was played by Jamie Kennedy. You know, Parker... Oh my gosh. Oh my fucking god. Greetings. Oh no. Parker, tell you what. Oh, it hurts. I have an idea. Uh, you, can, you can shoot it down immediately if you want, but I just got the Batman animated series, and, and I, I remember, you remember how much I hated uh, Batman versus Harley Quinn. I said it was so bad it might need to be an episode. That's a possibility to throw it out there. I mean, it's going to hurt. But... Here's the thing. I would also have to rewatch it because it's been some time. I, I mean, that... I can put... I'll put myself through it. I don't... Yeah, if, if that's what we're doing. I mean, I'm just going to keep suggesting Brosnan Bond movies until we do one, so... <laughs> Tell you what, which Brosnan Bond no movie other... do, you, do you really want to do? God, all of them. <laughs> we just started the first one. I mean, Christmas does only come once a year, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, do man, I. It's such a good line. <laughs> it's worth that entire dog shit movie. All right, tell you what, we'll do that one. All right. Which which one is that? That is that is the world is not enough, right? I guess. Was that? Uh, oh yeah, baby, that's it. The the world just got more worse because me, riff raff, and Andy got a verse. Check it. Your mom has no legs, her nickname is No Legs Looked in the fridge and we got no eggs Gotta go to the stove, no homo But I bought hella meat like mortadella
We running through your pockets for Xannies and bong hits. Derp, whiff, Raph and Melanakis. We running through your pockets for Xannies and bong hits. Derp, whiff, Raph and Melanakis. We running through your pockets for Xannies and bong hits. Derp, whiff, Raph and Melanakis. We running through your pockets. Your dad got no dick, his nickname is No Dick I'm in the water with your bitch like a porpoise Of course it's dirt nasty, baby I was born in a Cadillac, dying in Mercedes Ladies, love my flops Babies eat cookie dough nuts Grown-ups don't like my raps But little kids do that don't have a dad I fuck moms in Winnebago's Day glow stage shows in San Diego Yeah, yo, get smoked and sniffed So stay home If you party like a beer Dirt, whiff, Raph and Melanakis We running through your pockets for Xannies and bong hits Dirt, whiff, Raph and Melanakis We running through your pockets for Xannies and bong hits Dirt, whiff, Raph and Melanakis We running through your pockets for Xannies and bong hits Dirt, whiff, Raph and Melanakis We running through your pockets Pull up at the barber with the supersonic starter I don't want your damn daughter, she look like Steve Atwater 151 drinks smell like hand grenades Diamonds on the face, wrist Tastes like steak escape. Uh, Parmesan the south, silver sachet, baby rattle. Freckles on the money counter, rack game alfalfa. Whole house Persian, uh, I used to shop at Mervyn's. A word that projected gold platinum might go triple sturdy. Yeah. Sliver passivians in a Brazilian caterpillar. Yeah. Monotone conspiracy, the mammoth tusk Cherokee. Induced labor during therapy in the Katy Perry cherry tree. Cherry tree. In the Katy Perry cherry tree. Dirt, riff, Raph and Melanakis. We running through your pockets for Xannies and bong hits. Dirt, riff, Raph and Melanakis. We running through your pockets for Xannies and bong hits. Dirt, riff, Raph and Melanakis. We running through your pockets for Xannies and bong hits. Dirt, riff, Raph and Melanakis. We running through your pockets.